1: hello hello well 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 look who we have here a caller on the phone
2: Mm, surprising i'm sure
1: what is your name
2: my name is bridget
1: bridget uh what are you doing right now
2: right now uh well i was supposed to be writing a paper for college but then you started streaming
1: what what was this paper about
2: uh it's actually my end of undergraduate capstone my research paper that i'm doing on crop subsidies and water use
1: well that sounds extremely boring and um (laughs) i'm I'm glad that uh well i don't know maybe it's not boring for you because you signed up to do it but anyway bridget um What's what's up, man? What uh, would you call in to talk about, if anything?
2: So I called in for a bit of life advice. Um, I'll be graduating in December here because I started a semester later. And afterwards, I'm mulling over possibly in improm- to moving to Ireland for a lot of reasons mostly centering around the fact that my well not to you know make things weird but my dad died
1: make things uh make things however you want to make them um yeah i mean it's i'm reading the uh the notes here and it says that your dad died last year and that he had a lot of connections in ireland and you're hoping to um to, I, I, I assume, talk to people that knew your father um, to get a little bit of a better perspective on him. Is that, is that accurate?
2: Yeah, pretty much. And also just like a connection to the land, I guess, because my grandma was born and raised there. Um, obviously my dad's mom. And uh, she died before I was born. So I didn't get to know her but I always heard of Ireland through my dad. Um, and uh, my parents divorced very young and my dad never remarried and his family is already pretty small. So I guess anybody who's like had divorced parents knows like when that happens, that parent kind of like gets in a bubble and it kind of feels like you and maybe some family members are only like the connection they have anymore. And now I don't have that. because those family members and him besides my sister in texas which is a whole nother story are gone so i really only have ireland
1: what was your father's connection to ireland was he did he live uh like a significant part of his life there
2: not a significant but was there like commonly with because my grandma would always bring him and my uncle there and back and he actually has a few cousins there who I want to reconnect with. Um, mm. But I don't know them. I He was there a lot. But I was only there four years ago for about a week. And it was just sightseeing. I met two of them for like a day. And I know they're cool people. I just it's like, do I want to move to Ireland to experience this part of my life that is technically gone? Or should I just stay here
1: um these people that your dad uh, has had connections to do you do you have their contact information do you have them on Facebook or cell phone
2: I think I have one of them um I think uh yeah like he had a cousin who would be like the age of an uncle to me um somewhere my my blood uncle probably has it um so him and my dad were estranged when he died so
1: um so tell me about where you're kind of at in in life right now you are you told me at the beginning of this that you have homework so you're in school are you about to graduate
2: Mm mhm um looking like graduating this December and then afterwards is where the question kind of comes into play where I'll be graduated I don't really have any job lines up so I feel like if I'm going to make a big change right now that would be the time
1: Um, I actually I, I totally totally agree with that as a sentiment where it's like, if you are going to go take a risk or do something fringy or unexpected, re- right now is totally, totally the time to do it, right? Because when you have start, I don't, what what are you what what are you trying to get a career in? Crop stuff, <laughs>
2: um, basically environmental policy
1: okay so you know look when you're when you're you know three years deep into your career and you know maybe you have a, a significant other of some kind and you really just are, are kind of rooted down where you are you know you're not going to want to go take off and, and run to ireland because there's going to be a lot more left behind there's going to be a lot to leave behind but at this point that you're in right now where you haven't started anything yet you don't have any real commitments I don't know if you have money saved up or anything like that, but now feels like the time to do it if you're gonna go do something like that, if you desire to do something like that, because, you know, worst case scenario, if, um, you know, there is no sustainable future for you in whatever fringe thing you decide to do, you can always come back and get a crop job, a crappie job, <laughs> that was stupid. Um, so can I, I have, I do have to ask you this. I do have to ask you this. Um, I, lo- I love this idea. I think it's great. It, it seems like you're very passionate about it. And if it even uh, interests you, a modicum and you, you know, can afford a plane ticket, whatever, totally go and do it. Life is short. Um, why do you want to move there? St- if, 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 if your primary goal is to learn about your, your dad and connect with all these people... Do, do, you, do you feel like you couldn't just accomplish that in a, a you know, trip of, of a month or two or three? Why are you considering um, moving there?
2: Well, that's a good question. And it's something I'm still like kind of mulling over because I still have like my mom and stepdad here and friends here um but what's kind of like pushing me to think about moving is uh something my dad would always say when he was still alive or he would always mention how um my uncle who i mentioned previously very well traveled man lived in you know, prague for many months lived in germany for a year um, all this stuff and my dad never did that despite loving the aspect of different countries, different places, different cultures. And he said he always, always regretted it. And I'm wondering that if I don't take that chance right now, am I going to regret not just taking a trip, you know? Because you take a trip and you leave, you know? you People mm-hmm. are just like, oh, she was nice. But if I move there for, let's say, at least a year, then yeah. I'm actually like... Instilling myself in the culture and knowing sure, people, sure, by yeah, just being a traveler.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I I like that. That's a good explanation, and that actually does make a lot of sense. To be like, no, I'm going to actually, you know, really try to 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 live in a place, uh, and why that would be different from just uh, you know uh, a trip of a couple months. Um, that makes a lot of sense um bridget i i i i think you should do it i love shit like this i really do i really do believe that life is um short and that if you want to have a career in environmental policy i i think that you know you got your degree and you know the job prospects are not going anywhere if you want to spend this year in, in ireland and i think I think you should do it now if you're going to do it, right? Like, you you can always start your career afterwards. Who fucking knows? Maybe something happens in Ireland that you're like, oh, I don't even want to do environmental policy. Maybe I want to do this or go to this place. Maybe you meet someone who's like, hey, I got this startup going on in fucking Laos. You want to come? And you're like, okay, sure. And then you're in Laos, and then you meet the love of your life, and then they break your heart, but then you meet someone else who's even better, and then you go... To fucking Japan, I I don't know. I just just life is short. You should do these things if you, if you feel like you want to do them. Um, I'm fully in favor. Also, it's a cool. It's this is is like a movie thing to me. This feels like it's a, a plot of a movie. Um, you might come out of this with a good screenplay. Um, and it has a purpose too. Yeah, I like everything about this. I I I think you should do it. I'm 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 in favor. And I'm not just saying that because I'm green and biased because of that. <laughs> I've said too many stupid things over the course of this call, but um no, I I think I think you should do it. I I like the idea of taking your big risks early cuz it's you're, you're never going to be in a better position later on in your career to do this kind of shit. Right, right. Yeah.
2: Wow, that was some solid advice. <laughs>
1: well, have you been um, talking to your your mom about this? What does she think?
2: Um, I've mentioned it to her. Um, she's not not opposed, um, as all moms are. She'd like me to stay close to home. Um, it's just a little difficult. Um, of a topic in our family because uh, my parents had a very messy divorce, to say the least. And it happened when I was, like, three, so I barely even remember it. But uh, long story short, I can never remember them having a pleasant conversation. So it's like, it's not that she opposes Ireland. It's just the, I guess, relationship to my dad that, you know, she's not saying don't go, but She's not, like, grinning at the fact.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, I get why you want to stay close to your mom and your stepdad and your friends, but, um, you know, it's a difficult thing. You want to be close to your family, but also you're aware that life is short and you want to go out and live it, and, and, you know, I think you should. And, um, you know, go to Ireland. FaceTime your mom, you know, mm-hmm. once a week at the very minimum. And... um. You know, I, I, yeah, I think you should go for it.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. I'll call in if I'm there next year.
1: Is there anything that you want to say to the people of the computer before we go, Bridget?
2: Um, I guess just your dad dies, move to Ireland.
1: Solid advice. (laughs) well thanks Thanks for calling take care
2: you
1: too i like i liked her she had first of all like i said great movie premise great movie premise i who knows what kind of i can already like see the trailer for that movie in my head the the characters that she meets she'll piece together her father's story it reminds me of um What's that movie? Extremely loud and incredibly close? Isn't that kind of what that movie was? Anyway, I liked um I like I like that a lot. I think that's a great life experience and I, I, I really in my fucking core uh do believe that life is short and that, that um if if she's in a position to go and have this life experience, she really should. I mean who who the fuck knows what could happen? as a result of her taking a chance. I'm inspired. I'm excited for her. I think it's going to be cool. Um, I think she's going to learn some stuff. I think she's going to feel really connected to her father uh, connected to her family. And um, I'm glad to hear that her mother is not actively discouraging her from it because it seems to me that she holds her mother's opinion in in a solid regard. You know, she wants to be close to her and, and the stepdad and the friends. And um, I I hope she has the courage to do it. I, I, I think she should. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by FunLove.com. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. FunLove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie and accessories and for a limited time therapy gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code gecko at checkout go to funlove.com and use the code gecko at checkout to save 30% off your first order visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase shall we shall we take phone calls hello
3: hello hi hi how are you I'm good how are you
1: I am feeling I'm actually feeling uh, really good I'm feeling good Uh, how are you feeling
3: uh i'm feeling good i'm a little nervous about telling you this story it's
1: funny but ooh, it was humiliating uh, no, trust, <laughs> listen trust me is, uh, five minutes from now i guarantee you are not going to feel nervous um what's uh <laughs> what's going on with you jane tell me tell me everything we have no time for anything but we, we only we only have now what's going on jane tell me the tell me the thing
3: Nothing much. My husband and I we uh we like to on his off nights he works nights and so on his off nights we like to we'll smoke. You know, we'll smoke, maybe pop an edible, you know, get a little get a little uh, jazz. I like and it. this particular night it was just a few nights ago. <laughs> we were just having a grand old time. Getting into it, you know. And uh <laughs> I could have sworn I felt. Now, let me preface this by saying we are not new to butt stuff. Butt stuff. I mean, let me just. I mean, you say we can say anything on here, right? Like that's the oh, yeah. tab I open in the Pornhub. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that's that's the stuff that I like. So this isn't new for me, but for some reason, I mean, I guess maybe it was because I was I was stoned. I don't know. I could have sworn it was slipping out. So he's behind me going to town, and I'm like, Hey, bro, can you like poke that in just a little bit? I think it's about to slip out. And he does it, he does it, he does it, and then he doesn't see it. He doesn't see it, it's gone, it's up in my butthole. So he pulls out and he goes, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Are you talking? The, you are you talking about his penis? No, no, I
3: should have purposed that. I'm so sorry. I have yeah, because because when you said his penis brother.
1: disappeared into your asshole, I'm like, that's you're like Just first, out. that is first of all <laughs> would be terrifying. That would be an awful <laughs> trip to the hospital if he lost his penis I mean, inside of your ass. Wouldn't
3: it though? So? Like a prosthetic yeah. penis and he just lost it. That'd be
4: horrible.
1: Yeah.
3: But no, it was a vibrating butt plug. And I mean I'll admit it was like I don't know I don't know if you like are around anybody that vapes regularly. But I mean it was the size of like a like a like a bigger like a bigger size vape. But it was, you know, butt hmm. plug shaped. And it vibrated. Hmm. Hmm. Well It was a grand old time until it got lost. So I sent him to the kitchen because he's freaking out. I'm high. I'm laughing and crying at the same time. It was honestly, it was kind of an amazing mix of emotions. But (laughs) he he goes and he gets the kitchen gloves and he's like, I can't, I can't feel it. The whole time, shit's still vibrating. I'm like, we got to go to the hospital. He's like. No, you got to go to the hospital. Mind you, we have a two-year-old. She's in bed asleep. I'm like, I cannot. I cannot go to the ER in this condition. (laughs) And explain to these people why I have a butt plug stuck in my asshole. I can't do that. I was crying still. I was like, I can't. This is just, this is ridiculous. It's humiliating. And he, he finally caved. He caved. He went with me. He got the baby up. He got me in the car. We get in there. I walk in, and there's a oh, security guard. Oh, the baby came guard. with you? Like, how can I just walk? Yeah, man. Can't leave a baby at the house. And he no, had no, no, no. to go. I mean, look, that's I, perfect, I
1: perfect timing, right? Because it sounds like the baby is just young enough that he will not remember any of this. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Okay. So what happens no, when you get to the hospital? I understand why, you know, people who... You know, I, I Look, I understand why if you have a currently vibrating butt plug inside of your asshole, why you would be embarrassed to, you know, go get help for that. But these are medical experts we're talking about here. I mean, they've probably seen much worse.
3: This is true, but I was not anticipating the security guard... And the security guard had to let me into the ER, and she's like, well, "Okay, uh, where are you needing to go tonight?" I'm like, "Oh, the ER. What brings you in?" I'm like, "Bro, this is this is humiliating." But I have something stuck in my butthole. <laughs> she she tries to keep a straight face, and she couldn't. And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. She calls them. They call me back it dies in the middle of the intake question i look over at my husband and i'm like it died the nurse lost her shit he lost his shit i'm like this is not funny of is because it died at just the best moment because i think if it had still been vibrating when the doctor tried to get it out i would have legit died of embarrassment
1: hmm. oh the battery died yeah
3: the battery died Mind you, yeah. Gake, this was this was like thirty minutes later. It was sitting there, you know, just doing its thing for about thirty minutes.
1: I feel like the battery on a blood, like, I feel like the battery on a butt plug doesn't really need to last longer than thirty minutes, does it?
3: I mean, I feel like it doesn't. I feel like it didn't even need to last that long. I wish it had lasted
1: sooner. Well, so Jane. You know, look. I'm glad that you uh, that you shared this story with us. I hope that it was cathartic for you. And I want to know did you did you learn anything from this experience that you can take with you as plugs. you maneuver through the universe? Get bigger butt plugs.
3: That, yeah. <laughs> no not bigger necessarily the ones with the little rings at the end that you can pull out that won't just like yeah smart fall into did your this give you any like there, you know did what i this, mean
1: did this give you any sort of a like aversion to butt stuff in the future like butt ptsd of like i don't want things near my ass because then they'll get stuck in there type of thing or were you or did you guys have butt sex that night
3: no, we didn't. We didn't. I mean, it's not like an aversion. Like, I had to, like, genuinely. It was kind of like a birthing experience. I've never birthed a child. Um, but I would say that, that that has to feel very similar, what I was doing in there. And so, no, I mean, I just thought I, I still enjoy it. I still, like, I, I we obviously, we didn't get to finish that night because we had to go to the ER. So, I mean, the next night I was... Back at it again on the Pornhub. No aversion. I'd do it mm-hmm. again, honestly. Just not with that specific book plug.
1: Wait. <laughs> uh, is, oh, is your daughter adopted? Yes. Yeah,
3: there is. I some, like the idea. I like familiar,
1: the idea. Familial. I like the idea that you reveal to your daughter that. Uh, She's adopted by tell like by telling them that story.
3: She would be mortified. I mean, if she's anything like me, she's just probably gonna laugh, but
1: you're like we'll the see. butt plug got sucked up into me and then I had to birth it out, which you know felt weird because I've never birthed anything before. Oh, by the way, you're adopted.
3: That would be great. That would be a terrific way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> like <laughs> I'll take it under nice advisement. Uh, Jane, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go?
3: No. Just, uh, everybody stay kind. Be kind. Everybody needs kind words. And I hope you have a lovely night. Thank you so much for taking my call.
1: You as well. Bye. Hello? Hello? Who is this?
4: This is Cam.
1: Cam. What's up, Cam? How's it going?
4: I'm chilling.
1: Yeah, what do you, how do you chill? What do you, what do you do to chill?
4: Um, I lay in bed in the dark and stare at my phone.
1: (laughs) You lay in bed in the dark and stare at your phone. That actually does sound pretty chill.
4: Yeah, I'm a professional.
1: (laughs) Are you, are you in the dark right now?
4: Um, my curtains are cracked because there's a really pretty sunset. But other than that, yeah.
1: So, Cam, what's going on with you? Is there is there a, a thing you called in to talk about?
4: Yeah. Um, so I'm going on a trip in exactly 64 days, 5 hours and 5 minutes. I have a countdown with some friends. Um that I met online, and we've been friends for like a couple years, and we were just like, let's do it, let's meet up. Um, But I haven't, in like two years, (laughs) I haven't hung out with anybody but family in person, so I'm a little nervous that, um, you know, I'm going to get there, and they're going to be like, wow, this person's really weird, (laughs) because I am, Mm -hmm. I'm very awkward and clumsy.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Can I ask why you uh, haven't hung out with anyone except for your family in the past two years?
4: Um, it's kind of isolated out here. Before I moved out from Nevada with my fam, Um, but before that, I lived in New York, and I lived in an upstate, and I was I lived with roommates, and I had friends, and we'd go out and do stuff, and that kind of ended badly. So I came back to be with my family and it's way more isolated out here. And I'm kind of anti social anyway. Like I have to it takes it takes some uh, time for me to be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> like to be social. Are so, you are
1: you know. anti are you antisocial by choice? Like you just prefer having alone time and and or or is it a um mainly just because of a difficulty meeting people and summoning the energy to do that
4: um I think it's a little bit of both I like my alone time I don't mind being alone like I'm not sad that I'm alone all the time but I you know I do have fun when I'm out with friends it's just like if it's easier to be alone I guess it's convenient Mm mhm
1: It is. It is a lot more convenient, unquestionably, to sit in your room on your phone in the dark as much as you possibly can as opposed to going out into the universe. Undeniably more convenient 100% of the time. Right. Uh, So you're going on a trip with these friends. How many of you guys are there?
4: Um, five.
1: Five. How did you meet them?
4: Including me. Fortnite.
1: <laughs> Cam, um, you know, I know that you're nervous, but I, I think, and do any of the, do any of them know each other, or none of you guys have met any of each other before?
4: Not none of us have met in person, but one person is in California, so like not even six hours for me, and two people are in Florida, which is where we're going. So we're all like. Not, not all
1: of us, but so we're like caught, kind of close already, some of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for you, Cam. I know that you have these, um, these fears that people are going to judge you for whatever reason. I first of all guarantee that that will not happen. I think it is a high probability that your internet friends are likely thinking the same thing themselves. Um, so it's like a weird, you know, freshman year of high school or college thing where everyone is going into it uh, nervous and a little worried, but also excited and um, ready to to make connections. Um, right. I'm excited for you. I also think, you know, if you haven't been Interacting with people socially for two years, it makes perfect sense why it would scare you. But, like I said, I'm excited for you. I think it's good to be nervous. I'm learning that okay. a lot more now. I think it's good to be nervous because it means it means that you have something that is about to challenge you in some way. You know, you said that you're... Um, You stay on your, I'm actually, um, I think it's, I think it's great that you're doing this because you said that you've been spending the past two years on your phone in the dark and you, you could have said, no, you could have, well, you, you could have said, no, you could have been like, I'm too nervous. I don't want to do it. But, um, you were really, you noticed you were really, I'm sure you were really nervous when you got the invitation. Um, but you didn't let that stop you. You said, yes, I'm, I'll go out and I'll do it. And um, I'm proud of you for doing that. It takes a lot to go against your central nervous system and dive headfirst into a new experience. And to, to take active effort against the convenient lifestyle you've been living um, in the hopes that you'll have an experience that will improve your life in some way. That takes a lot to do. I'm glad you're doing it. Um, you will probably be nervous for the rest of the 64 days. Because the central nervous system cannot be reasoned with. It can only be beat by action. That's what I've learned. as my own personal experience with my own central nervous system that I've, I've been ha- having a complicated relationship with over the past few years. Um, but here's the thing you will go on this trip you will face your fears and meet these people you will have a great time and um, afterwards you will have had an experience where you were nervous to do something, did it realized there was nothing to be nervous about and then next time you're facing a situation that makes you nervous, you will have first-hand evidence that your nerves are not telling you a truthful story and that will help you deal with them a little bit better. And then you'll face that. And then you'll encounter another situation that makes you nervous. And then you'll have two sets of first-hand evidence that your nerves are lying to you. And then you keep doing that and you keep doing that. And then eventually you just get better at facing your fears. I like that. Um... What are you guys going to do in Florida? Are you going to Busch Gardens?
4: Yeah, we're probably going to go to Busch Gardens and do like a dolphin tour.
1: Well, you're yeah. actually... I just i just said a random thing. You're actually going to Bush Gardens?
4: Yeah, there's like a tourism pass uh, and it includes Busch Gardens. So, I mean, why not, right?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Cam, you're going to have a good-ass time, dude. Oh, you got nothing to worry about. I
4: am excited. Like, I'm not just anxious, but... I don't know it just kind of hit me the other day and i was like wow it's been a
1: while <laughs> mm-hmm. no, anxiety excited. is a form of, of, of excitement i think i don't know i don't that comes from um absolutely no information whatsoever except personal anecdote i think it but, makes um, sense
4: it's like anticipation
1: right that's what the an is an anxiety anticipation <laughs> again no information but um Cam, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go?
4: Um, no. But thanks for being you because you're awesome and you make life fun.
1: Can I ask you one more thing? If Do you believe, and I guess you won't know this until you're actually there, but do you think that um, if this goes well for you, And you do have fun would you consider when you return home seeking out more situations where you can put yourself out there to make friends
4: yeah i've been thinking about it um you know not like obviously i can't get into my my whole life story but i haven't had a lot of opportunities to do things for me just like because I think I would have fun doing them so in planning this trip and like buying the plane tickets and like finding somewhere to stay and just like doing it together as a group I've just kind of been thinking a lot about like what I want to do like just for me to have fun even if it is scary so I definitely think if I go or when I go obviously I'm going I paid money (laughs) but um look after i definitely think that if it goes well and stuff that i want to do more beautiful which is I'm more scary
1: <laughs> well yeah you know uh, well i you know everything i said you you'll you face your fears once and then it becomes easier the second time right. and so on so you know again good on you for taking the steps to um uh do something even if you're nervous to do it
4: yeah Mike's
1: too short. Thanks for calling, Cam. Bye, Lyle. Okay, let's see. How can I make this about me? Yes, I will talk about my live tour again. Um, one of the things I really learned doing these shows is um, is that process that I and, I and you know whatever doing shows, going to meet friends, just any fucking thing that it is that could raise your Fucking blood pressure and cause you to get all squirmy is is a really just that process of like learning to jump forward. Um and it just watching it get easier and easier every time you do it. Um and that's something I'm trying to like for myself, just I'm trying to like exposure therapy myself. Out, out out, of nerves, whatever those nerves may be because I think I think the I don't know I'm not a fucking doctor or a scientist, but I think your adrenaline stuff can only raise so much that it just gets tired and then you become numb to your nervousness and then you can just do stuff. But like I've said multiple times, I have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: Next caller.
5: Hello? Hello. Is this the
0: GECK?
1: This is the GECK.
5: Oh my God, my day has been made.
1: What's going on, ma'am?
5: Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I called to talk about backyard wrestling.
1: You called to talk about backyard wrestling? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, man. It says here that uh, you are a backyard wrestler for a local backyard wrestling federation. Is this what you do for a living? You're a yes. backyard wrestler? Yep, that's what I do. How did you get into that?
5: Um, It started when I was about 16. I was a big wrestling nut, as most people usually are. And I ended up hanging out with friends who also liked wrestling, and we just started wrestling around on a trampoline casually. Over the years, I kind of just leveled up from that. I went and wrestled on, like, mattresses and stuff after getting out of the trampoline thing, and now I'm in a ring. So still not a full-trained professional, but it's fun. It's a good hobby.
1: Um, Now, when you were wrestling around with your friends, did you ever get into a situation where someone got, like, seriously fucked up?
5: um yeah there's been a few of them um not in the group i'm in now our group's pretty safe but i've seen some things that's for sure
1: yeah anything um, uh you, wanna you share? want to talk about a few of them yeah i'm down to here
5: um probably the scariest one i've heard which ironically got me into a really crazy match but um this guy was wrestling another guy he had a chair you know typical wrestling hit a guy with a chair right And the guy ended up not protecting his head when he got hit with the chair. And part of the chair was broken off and nobody knew about it. And it slashed his head like big time. He had to have like multiple staples, couldn't wrestle for a very long time. It was was some scary stuff.
1: That's pretty gnarly. But wait, so how did that get you involved in a match?
5: So the day after, the guy who wanted to wrestle that guy because he couldn't wrestle... He saw I was doing some crazy stuff. He was like, hey, I want to wrestle you. So I kind of got his, his misfortune ended up being my gain. Yeah, as bad as that sounds, but it was also the craziest match of my life. We had we had like a table, ladders and chairs kind of match. And this guy didn't really fly off ladders. He jumped out of a giant tree at me.
1: And did that scare you at the all the all? that he was jumping out of a done. giant tree?
5: I was scared it wasn't me and the guys that were not going to be able to catch him. That was the scariest part. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he had to have been, like, a good 20 feet up. And I'm thankful we all caught him and no one was hurt. But I was like, you're nuts. I'll take the move, but as long as I have some help catching you, because I don't trust myself catching you. Tell me I have a tree maybe 20
1: feet in the air, you know? So you've been doing this since you were 16, and it says you're 32 now. So it's been about... Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, so it's been about 16 years. It's been half your life, 16 years. So how has your relationship with this thing evolved over the past 16 years? Like, you know, is there, is, um, has your passion it's, for it's it increased and, or waned? Or Tell, tell me how it's, it's evolved.
5: It's actually been a wild roller coaster. So 16, like I said, just starting liking it. Eventually it just became something I became fascinated and fell in love with after I graduated high school. My group was starting to wind down and people were losing interest. So, I, like a typical like thing in the late 2000s, messenger forums, right? Back then. And there was one specifically for backyard wrestlers called GBYWN. And I ended up going on there, meeting some people. And that's actually how I ended up going to that group. It wasn't even my own group. It was in Indiana. I ended up traveling a couple states down to head there.
1: Mm. So okay, I was traveling, in just hanging out. Oh no! Keep going! Keep going!
5: Oh, sorry. Um. So, like, I started traveling and just meeting other backyard wrestlers while my group was not around. Just became more and more fascinated by it as the years went on. I have calmed down a lot. I don't have people flying out of trees or anything at me anymore. Like we've okay. we've gotten smarter over the years, of course. Okay. but wrestling in general kind of saved my life in many ways as weird as that sounds in high How school I was a very depressed kid just didn't have anything going for me and then all of a sudden I found friends and we liked wrestling and just kind of evolved from there and then once they left I, I always found a way to like bring wrestling into helping me through my mental struggles you know
1: mm. to this day and does wrestling really help you it's, out it's a lot beat. with your mental struggles
5: yeah it, it's kind of like I guess, therapy, you know, in a way. It's a weird way to say it, but it's kind of like, it kind of just gets me out of my zone and makes me feel like Superman sometimes. I don't know.
1: Mm. Um, Do you have, uh, uh, are you in a relationship at all?
5: I am not. I'm single.
1: Okay. Have you uh, had any relationships in the past?
5: Um, few toxic ones. Um, <laughs> it just didn't work out, mostly. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of a bigger guy, so, like, I'm not the best-looking person on Earth.
1: I I have to ask, do you meet, um, like, like these, these toxic exes? Did you meet them through wrestling or through other means?
5: Um, other means. But, I don't know, like, they always supported what I did. Mm -hmm. it's just things didn't work out pretty much every time Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. they just kind of uh pretty much just dumped on me because i'm too nice of a guy Mm -hmm. like they just took advantage of me and stuff so it's like uh relationships aren't really my thing wrestling is kind of what got me through it all Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so moving forward i mean you've been doing this for half your life uh i mean for, for the rest of your life do you do you plan on uh do you see yourself wrestling
5: um, I'm hoping to continue for another couple of years. Right now, I'm on a really good run with my local group. Um, I ended up finding some guys, and we got we ended up purchasing a ring, and we have a ring in my friend's yard, and that's what we're doing now. And I want to at least keep going on as long as I can on it because I'm really enjoying what I'm doing currently at this time. So yeah, I have another question. Life into
1: me, you know, I have another question. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there it's sort of a double-edged sword to build your life if i'm getting an accurate picture of of you uh it it can be like a double-edged sword to build your life around one thing you know because yeah it's very it's it's kind of
5: self-destructive in a way
1: yeah tell me tell me about hobbies and stuff Tell me about that. How, how is it, uh, uh, has it negatively affected you at all to build your life solely around wrestling?
5: Mm, not necessarily. Like, I have other hobbies, but that's, like, the big, like, part of me that... It's, like, the dominant part of me, you know? hmm mm-hmm. Like, I play Magic the Gathering. I have a group of friends who play Magic. I, I, I work quite, I work at a Taco Bell, made a lot of friends there. So, like, I'm a very social person. But, like, I just never find anyone good for me, you know, in terms of Mm -hmm. relationships and stuff. Mm -hmm.
1: Is there anything, uh,
5: bad luck, probably?
1: Is there anything in your, your, like, to sort of keep you moving forward? I feel like it's important to have these, uh, goals or things you want that kind of help you, you know, figure out what your next moves are going to be. Would you say that you have any, like, goals for the future that you're aiming for? Inside or outside of um, wrestling?
5: Yeah, I mean outside I'm hoping to eventually settle my role a little bit within the next couple of years and hopefully find someone by then and just kinda
1: figure things out from there. Hmm. Uh so you said you're gonna do this for about two years. What would you what would your life look like should you retire from wrestling? Like, what else would you want to do?
5: Well, that was the hard part because I've already done it twice. And then it just kind of I find it finds its way back to me. So, like, I've already, like, said, all right, I need to stop. And then I just start feeling better, get the itch, come back. Yeah. But I know I'm not going to be going more than two or three years because I don't think my body could take it. Mm. Mm. So I, I've been slowly trying to figure out what's the next move when... It's not going to be there for me all the time anymore, you know.
1: Uh, have you come to any conclusions or or leaned towards any ideas of of what that might be?
5: Um, not a hundred percent sure. I've like honestly, it's just kind of recently become a thought in my mind, and that's actually really good you brought that up because that's something I've never really addressed even to myself yet. I haven't I feel like I've been kind of avoiding that idea.
1: Yeah is it a is it a scary thing for you?
5: Kind of. I, I am on the autism spectrum, so anxiety is definitely a weakness of mine. Mm. So it's it's kind of hard to, like, you know, I don't really know how to explain it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, is this something you've been avoiding?
5: Um, A little bit, I would say. I would say I've been... Avoiding or buying time would actually probably be a bit better word for it. I'm installing
1: Yeah, you know, I don't I I know I I feel like uh, I hope I don't sound like I'm asking like leading questions to make this seem like a bad thing because I actually mm. Think think the no. opposite. I think um, You know what I, I would I, you seem? You know, I don't know you but you seem like you're very happy with where yeah. you are in your life mm-hmm. um, and that's probably as a result of you Not thinking so crazy hard about what you're going to do when wrestling ends or, you know, what life is going to look like later down the line or how you are going to somehow, you know, I mean, all these questions I'm asking you, you know, how you're going to, you know, complete whatever is incomplete about your, your life. I feel like a lot of the happiness that I'm hearing, you know, out of you comes from just fucking being in the moment, doing the wrestling and living your life. You know, would would you say would say that's accurate?
5: I tend to have a bad habit of, I have a bad habit of saying here for a good time, not a long time. But I should definitely be thinking the opposite too.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean, the way that I'm trying to phrase it is like it doesn't sound like it's a bad thing. It sounds like it's a source of a lot of joy for you that you're 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 here for a good time.
5: Yeah, it's kind of what I live for. Life's too short, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think you're doing it right.
5: Appreciate that, Gak.
1: Um, Sean, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer or anything else about your life that you feel like we um,
5: didn't cover or... uh Could I possibly plug
1: my channel on YouTube? Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, what's the channel?
5: Alright, I have two of them. Um, one of them would be RCW rules for like the URL. RCW and then RULZ. That's my personal one. And then for the Federation I'm in now, that would be the channel name would be WCE Heat. Like the flame kind of thing.
1: Uh, Sean, thank so. you very much for calling.
5: Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Have a great night.
1: Like I had an interesting perspective. Um, I felt like I, 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 maybe I was asking leading questions. I I, I I ask questions like that, not uh, hoping to get an answer, but sort of with a genuine curiosity about it, you know? I mean, here's a guy who uh, lives his life in the days of his life, not stressing out about the overall portrait that he's painting across years and years. Uh, just fucking hanging out and wrestling and being with friends and... Uh, you know, and and I I kept sort of asking, like, you know, is there anything beyond that that you want? And the answer kept, I I, I don't, I hope I was listening correctly, but the answer kept kind of being like, you know, hey, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I'm not thinking so much about, oh, I need to find a wife. I'm not thinking so much about, oh, what am I going to do when wrestling ends? Because he's enjoying the moment. And he kind of started at the end thinking of that as a bad thing but i think that's a good thing because i mean this is dark but you know fuck we never know how much time we're gonna have we don't know fuck we're gonna be around in five years we don't know what the fuck could happen you know i mean this guy's living in the moment and uh if you live in the moment for 80 years that's a good life so shout out to him hey folks it's lyle here ending the podcast with something a little different As you guys might know, I've been on the road doing live shows, and in every city I go to, I also record street interviews with random folks walking around. I'll be ending today's podcast and several podcasts in the future with an excerpt from those street interviews, Uh, so here is one from outside the Washington Monument in D.C. with a guy who operates tanks for the military. If you want to hear all of the interviews I recorded on this day, you can find them by going to youtube.com slash Lyle forever, or just go on YouTube and search for being a gecko at the Washington Monument. Okay, let's get into it. What's your name? Zach. What's your life like? What are you all about? Uh, In the army, last five years.
6: I got another five years ago.
1: Are you aware that your? I'm just gonna say your voice does not match. Yeah, how yeah, you look. yeah. I get that a lot. You get that, I get a, that lot. a lot. Yeah, a lot you're of people like,
6: think I'm like 30 years old or something like that. How old are you? 23. You're 23.
1: Yeah. You're like the voice of a. are uh, every different part of you is a
6: new yeah, age. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, can you guess what I did in the army?
1: Helicopters. Nah, nah. Give me one more. uh fucking rocket launchers.
6: No, nah, no. Nah. I was on tanks. Tanks. Yeah. I was too tall for him, so... Well, there's a high limit for tanks. <laughs> what...
1: Okay, what sort of life analogies have you learned from operating tanks? You know, like a tank... How, in what way is a tank like life? Is it? How is a tank like a relationship? How is a tank like running a business? So, uh,
6: there's four people in a tank. Yeah. For the United States, and... Uh, it's all about teamwork, basically. Mm, mm, so you learn mm. a lot about teamwork. Because if mm. your driver ain't doing something, you can't move. Mm. Your gunner not doing something, you can't hit anything. Mm. Loader mm. can't. Not doing his job. All right. So
1: uh, what position were you in the tank? Or were you doing all of
6: um, I was, uh, so I started off as a driver, yeah. as a loader. Then I moved up to a gunner, and then uh, I finished off as a tank commander. Mm. Tank as a tank commander.
1: Yeah. And uh, what did you learn about, like, commanding people? How do you get people to respond to you if they're, like, on their phone playing Tetris when they should be I doing show the gun? them
6: respect, and they'll respect you.
1: Because mm. um, if you're, like, a, a
6: shitty leader, excuse my language and all, but uh, no one's going to respect you. Mm. And mm. they're not going to do what you say. Mm. But if you show that you want to work with them, and you respect them and what they do, and you mm. listen to them...
1: Mm-hmm. They'll follow you anywhere. Have you ever been? Uh, I mean, being in the army, you—you you, before you became a leader, you were under the command of a lot of different leaders. Yeah. yeah. What, from your experience, would you say uh, is the difference between a good leader and a bad leader?
6: So I had both.
1: I had um, bad leaders. and I had good leaders. Okay, what were the bad leaders like? Um, Man. you know, you don't have to give any names. So, uh,
6: yeah, yeah. So this is one dude. I um. I beat him in a game of checkers was my sergeant. Okay. And he was like, You beat me in a game of checkers? I was like, Hell yeah, I did. And he smoked me right there, so push ups and stuff. Yeah. And then he was like, You sure? I was like, Hell yeah, because if I would have lied, I had to do it either way. Yeah. So yeah. um, I just didn't like his style of leadership. Mm. And then I had other leaders um that called, check up on me on the weekends and stuff, like, Hey, how you doing? Mm. If you need anything, this is my number. Hey, I'm gonna be like hundred miles away, but if you need anything, just call me. Mm. And mm. I took that and I was like, damn, that's a really good way to like lead, mm. and I made that into my leadership style. So, mm.
1: so you—it sounds like you lead with uh, a lot of kindness. Yeah, yeah. What's your line between like? G- there's, there's a problem I feel like leaders run into where you want to be kind, you want to be benevolent, but you also have to fucking lay down the law. Yeah. When it comes time,
6: is that yeah. something you you mm. are good at doing? Absolutely. Um. So there's a there's a line between work and play. Like, yeah. When to joke around and when not to. Sure. And um, I try to like share out with the uh, guys that, that's like under me mm-hmm. and um i really haven't had any problems mm-hmm. i mean if there is we try we like try to solve it on the lowest level mm-hmm. um because the further up it gets the more people that know it's just a pain in the ass
1: how would this six-year-old version of you react if he saw you commanding a tank dude, he'd probably be stoked <laughs> he'd be like holy shit, dude! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah where do you like like uh, have you driven this tank on like an active battlefield
6: before? Um no, so with the like um I was in
1: California with
6: the training. There's a giant training area out there. Yeah. And we train uh, different armies. Mm-hmm. Um I worked with the Japanese, the British, the Canadians, the French, the Germans, South Koreans, countries from all over.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: And um but we do uh, we do war games.
1: War yeah. games. Yeah,
6: yeah. So basically it's like it's a giant game of laser tag.
1: So the, so instead of giant uh, uh fucking rockets, yeah. the tank shoots lasers. Yeah, and it's
6: like and then we have like systems to say, Oh, you're dead and stuff like that. And we also shoot blanks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh like simulated rockets
1: mm, and stuff. Mm. But
6: yeah, that's it's really cool. Get part for
1: sure. That's so interesting, man. So are you in a position where like if some, if I have no idea how the military works. Yeah, yeah. If shit goes down in some place, that we and we're at war. Like, are you? You got to go over there and yeah. bring the. How do you? Where Where is this tank right now? Uh
6: well, mine. Yeah, I, I jump tanks. Uh, my last tank was in Fort uh, Irwin, California.
1: It's in California. Yeah. So uh, here's what is confusing me is let's say there's a war in. Uh, let's say we go to war with France. Okay. Yeah. How are you going to get the tank over there? Tank's are already over there. You have
6: tanks everywhere. Yeah, so or the U.S. military, uh, we have tanks everywhere. Um, there's bases everywhere. So I have, like, I have the opportunity to be stationed anywhere in the world, basically. Really?
1: Um, so there's a tank. You know, you got tanks in Alaska. Uh we don't have tanks over there anymore. There's no
6: armor. What are you gonna do um, if there's
1: an Alaskan
6: war? They put me on a gun truck.
1: Is a, a gun truck sounds like another name for a tank? No, nah, no, nah, it's not. There's only one type of tank. That's the Abrams. Okay, is a gun truck kind of like? You're sitting in the back of a pickup truck and you have a gun. Yeah, that's just just a truck.
6: Yeah, but they call it a gun truck because there's a gun mounted. This a gun
1: it. man in there. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. What made you want to get into all this stuff in the first place?
6: I uh, joined out of high school to travel, mm. see the world, and it worked out for you. Yeah, because I'm from a small farm town. Okay, nothing happens. Population like 1,500.
1: Interesting. So I'm gonna be honest. You know, I feel like, and I don't know what, what you're what you see out there, but I feel like the. Um, public perception of joining the military is split back and forth yeah. and I've, I've talked to people who they joined the military and they they kind of regret it mm-hmm. and i've t- talked to people like you seems like it's done great things for you what's yeah. your kind of like take on that like should people join the military at a high school or is there like a certain kind of person that that would be good for
6: uh everyone has their different views yeah um I've had soldiers who got out the army because like I was like oh I tried it's not for me though, mm-hmm. and they got out and they went they're living a better life and some mm-hmm. guys are like oh man that's all I got mm-hmm. and they'll just go mm-hmm. with that. Uh, my experience been good. Um, the army's paid for my entire bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. I'm about to start my master's and they're going to pay for that too. Um, I've got job experience. Uh, met people from around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy it. It does have its ups and downs. It's definitely a roller coaster, but uh, if you just take the good with the bad. What do you what are you getting? What do you hope to do in the future? What are you getting your degree in? Uh, well, I have a degree in environmental uh, science. with mm-hmm. focus? On fish wildlife management. And I wanted to work with like the National Park Service, or U.S. Fish Wildlife Service, helping threaten and endangered species.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, man, what's your name again? Zach. Zach. Yeah. Zach. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Ah, uh, no. No. I'm good, Zach. Thank you very much yeah, for talking it. to a real gecko, man. Uh, uh, thanks support. Thanks for thank you for your service. Thank you for your support. Of course, man. All Take right. care, brother. You too. Very nice to meet. you. Very nice to meet you too. I'm gonna think of you next time I see a big tank. Thanks. That is Zach. Right. I didn't know. I'm like scared now. I didn't know that they have fucking tanks everywhere. There, could, you could be just walking around, and look, you're, there's a fucking tank behind a bush that you don't know about.